are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. On February 15, 2013, a bright meteor appeared in the skies over Russia at about 9.20 local time. Traveling at 18 kilometers per second, or 40,000 miles per hour. It quickly became a brilliant fireball as it passed over the southern Ural region, exploding in an airburst over Shelyabinsk Oblast at about 15 to 25 kilometers, or 10 to 15 miles above the ground. The atmosphere absorbed most of the released energy, which was equivalent to nearly 500 kilotons of TNT, making it 20 to 30 times more powerful than either of the atomic bombs detonated at Hiroshima or Nagasaki. About 1,500 people were reported injured, two in serious condition. All of the reported injuries were due to indirect effects rather than the meteor itself, mainly by glass from windows shattered by a shockwave. Over 4,300 buildings in six cities across the region were damaged by the explosion. The meteor created a dazzling light bright enough to cast moving shadows during the morning daylight in Chelyabinsk and was observed from other parts of Russia and also in Kazakhstan. 
Eyewitnesses also felt intense heat from the fireball. With an initial estimated mass of 10,000 tons, the Chelyabinsk meteor is the biggest object to have entered the Earth's atmosphere since the 1908 Tunguska event and the only meteor known to have resulted in a large number of injuries. The object was not detected before atmospheric entry. The predicted close approach of the roughly 30-meter asteroid 2012 DA-14 occurred about 15 hours later and NASA indicated the two events could not have been related because the bodies involved had widely different trajectories. Local residents witnessed extremely bright burning objects in the sky and in neighboring regions also. Amateur videos showed a fireball streaking across the sky and a loud boom shortly afterwards. The meteor event occurred at 9.20 a.m. local time, several minutes after sunrise in Chelyabinsk and minutes before sunrise in Yekaterinburg. According to eyewitnesses, the bolide was brighter than the sun a fact later confirmed by NASA. An image of the object was also taken shortly after it entered the atmosphere by the weather satellite Meteosat 9. Witnesses in the city reported that the air of the city smelled like gunpowder. The visible phenomenon due to the passage of an asteroid or meteoroid through the atmosphere is called a meteor. If the object reaches the ground, then it is called a meteorite. During the Chelyabinsk meteor traversal, there was a bright object trailing smoke, then an airburst or explosion that caused a shockwave, the main cause of the material damage. According to the Russian Federal Space Agency, preliminary estimates indicate the object was an asteroid moving at about 30 kilometers a second in a low trajectory According to the Russian Academy of Sciences, the atmospheric entry by the asteroid occurred at around 15 kilometers per second. The radiant, which is the apparent position of origin of the meteor in the sky, appears from video recordings to have been above and to the left of the rising sun. 
estimates of the size of the asteroid ranged from a diameter of 17 meters to a few meters. In early reports, Russian scientists estimated the asteroid weighed about 10 tons before it entered the Earth's atmosphere and broke apart 30 to 50 kilometers or 20 to 30 miles above ground. The United States Space Agency, NASA, estimated the diameter of the bolide at about 17 meters and its mass at about 10,000 tons. The airburst and shockwave were large enough to register a magnitude 2.7 seismic event. The Russian Geographical Society said the passing of the meteor over the Chablinsk caused three blasts of different power. The first explosion was the most powerful and was preceded by a bright flash which lasted about five seconds. Altitude estimates range from 70 to 30 kilometers with an explosive equivalent of roughly 500 kilotons of TNT and the hypocenter of the explosion was to the south of Chelyabinsk. The shockwave reached Chelyabinsk in 2 minutes and 57 seconds. The infrasound waves given off by the explosion were detected by 17 monitoring stations run by the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty Organization Preparatory Commission designed to detect nuclear weapons testing. The most distant station to detect the explosion was 15,000 kilometers away in Antarctica. Analysis of the CCTV and dash cam footage posted online indicates that the meteor approached from the east by south and exploded about 40 kilometers south of central Chablinsk above Korinkano at a height of 27 kilometers with fragments continuing in the direction of Lake Chebarkul. The last time a similar phenomenon was observed in the Chablinsk region was the Kanushkak meteor shower of 1949, after which scientists recovered about 20 stones weighing over 200 kilograms in total. The Chablinsk meteor is thought to be the biggest space object to hit the Earth since the 1908 Tungunska event and the only one known to have resulted in a large number of injuries. Although it's not yet clear if the six meter wide hole in Lake Chibarkel's frozen surface is the result of an impact, scientists from the Ural Federal University have collected 53 samples from around the hole. The specimens are all under one centimeter in size 
and initial laboratory analysis confirmed their meteoric origin. They are ordinary chondrite meteorites and contain 10% iron. Scientists intend to name the fragments of the Cherbarkel meteorite. If accepted, the name will be published in the bulletin of the Meteorological Society. A team of six Russian emergency ministry scuba divers examined the lake impact site and found no large meteorite fragment at the bottom. A fragment large enough to cause the six meter wide hole in the ice has yet to be found. In the neighboring country of Kazakhstan, Officials said they were looking for two possible unidentified objects that may have also impacted adjacent to the affected Russian regions. As of February 18, 2013, 1,491 people had requested medical attention in Chelblinks Oblast including 311 children. Health officials said 112 people have been hospitalized, with two reported to be in serious condition. A 52-year-old woman with a broken spine was flown to Moscow for treatment. Most people were hurt by shattered glass. After the blast, car alarms went off and mobile phone networks were interrupted. Office buildings in Chablinsk were evacuated. Classes for all Chablinsk schools were canceled, mainly due to broken windows. At least 20 children were injured when the windows of a school and kindergarten burst. A report the day after the event by Russia Today listed 3,724 apartments, 671 educational institutions, 69 cultural facilities, 34 hospitals and clinics, 11 social facilities, and five sports venues in the Plushlabinks region that needed repairs as a result of the shockwave damage. Approximately 100,000 homeowners were affected, according to the governor of the region. Following the event, government officials in Shablinks asked parents to take their children home from schools. An interior ministry said that approximately 600 square meters of a roof at a zinc factory collapsed during the event. Residents in Shablinks 
whose windows were smashed, were scrambling to cover the openings with anything available as the temperatures in Chablinks and in the impact areas was minus 15 degrees Celsius or minus 5 degree Fahrenheit. The governor of the region stated that preserving the central heating system of the city is the primary goal of the authorities. He estimated damage from the event at no less than 1 billion rubles, approximately 33 million U.S. Authorities said that broken windows, but not balcony glazing, of apartment homes will be replaced at the state's expense. One of the buildings damaged in the blast was the Tractor Sports Palace, home arena of the Tractor Chirablinks of the Continental Hockey League. The Prime Minister of Russia confirmed a meteor had struck Russia and said it proves the entire planet is vulnerable to meteors and a space guard system is needed to protect the planet from similar events in the future. The Deputy Prime Minister proposed that there should be an international program that would alert countries to objects of extraterrestrial origin, also called potentially hazardous objects. On the day of the impact, the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs had unveiled the Action Team on Near-Earth Objects, a proposed global asteroid warning network system in face of 2012 DA-14's approach. The Russian commander of the Central Military District created a task force that were directed to the probable impact areas to search for fragments of the meteor and to monitor the situation. Meteorites measuring from five millimeters to one centimeter have been reported to have been found one kilometer from Cherbalkyl in the Chablinks region. The Russian government put out a brief statement within an hour of the event. Discussions on social media sites started almost immediately after the event, including initial skepticism given the sophistication of modern computer-generated imagery and heavy coverage by the international media had begun by the time the Associated Press put out a brief report with the Russian government's confirmation less than two hours after the event. Less than 15 hours after the meteor impact, videos related to the event had been viewed millions of times. New York City Planetarium Director Neil deGrasse Tyson said the meteor was unprecedented because no attempt has been made to find and catalog every 15-meter near-Earth object.
the radiant of the impacting asteroid, was located in the constellation Pegasus in the northern hemisphere. The radiant was close to the eastern horizon where the sun was starting to rise. The impactor belonged to the Apollo group of near-Earth asteroids and was roughly 40 days past perihelion, which is the closest approach to the sun, and had aphelion, furthest, furthest distance from the sun, in the asteroid belt. Preliminary calculations showed the event was not related to the February 15th close approach of asteroid 2012 DA14 that subsequently passed the Earth at a distance of 27,000 kilometers. The meteor occurred 16 hours before the approach of asteroid 2012 DA14 to the Earth, which was the closest ever predicted Earth approach of an object of its size. NASA says they were unlikely to be related because the objects were almost 500,000 kilometers apart and seemed to be traveling in different directions. NASA has pointed out that it is impossible for fragments in orbit similar to that of 2012 DA14 to enter the atmosphere at a latitude as high as 55 degrees north as seen from the approach direction of such fragments. 55 degrees north is located on the back side of the Earth. NASA also released a statement saying that 2012 DA14 and the meteor that exploded over Russia had significantly different trajectories and the two were not related. A meteorite is a meteoroid, a solid piece of debris from such sources as asteroid or comets, originating in outer space that survives impact with the Earth's surface. A meteorite size can range from small to extremely large. Most meteorites derive from small astronomical objects called meteoroids, but they are sometimes produced by impacts of asteroids. When a meteoroid enters the atmosphere, frictional pressure and chemical interactions with the atmospheric gases causes the body to heat up and emit light, thus forming a fireball, also known as a meteor or shooting star or falling star. The term bolide refers to either an extraterrestrial body that collides with the Earth or to an exceptionally bright fireball-like meteor, regardless of whether it ultimately impacts the surface.
More generally, a meteorite on the surface of any celestial body is a natural object that has come from elsewhere in space. Meteorites have been found on the Moon and Mars. Meteorites that are recovered after being observed as they transit the atmosphere or impact the Earth are called falls. All other meteorites are known as finds. As of February 2010, there are approximately 1,086 witness falls having specimens in the world's collection. In contrast, there are over 38,600 well-documented meteorite finds. Meteorites have traditionally been divided into three broad categories. Stony meteorites are rocks, mainly composed of silicate minerals. Iron meteorites are largely composed of metallic iron-nickel, and stony iron meteorites contain large amounts of both metallic and rocky material. Modern classification schemes divide meteorites into groups according to their structure, chemical and isotopic composition, and mineralogy. Meteorites smaller than 2 millimeters are classified as micrometeorites. Meteorites are always named for the places they were found, usually a nearby town or geographic feature. In cases where many meteorites were found in one place, the name may be followed by a number or a letter. Some meteorites have informal nicknames. The Siluga meteorite is sometimes called the Hodges meteorite, after Ann Hodges, the woman who was struck by it. The Canyon Diablo meteorite, which formed Meteor Crater, has dozens of these aliases. However, the single official name designated by the Meteorological Society is used by scientists, catalogers, and most collectors. Most meteoroids disintegrate when entering Earth's atmosphere. However, an estimated 500 meteorites, ranging in size from marbles to basketballs or larger, do reach the surface every year. Only five or six of these are typically recovered and made known to science. Few meteorites are large enough to create large impact craters. Instead, they typically arrive at the surface at their terminal velocity and, at most, create a small pit. Even so, falling meteorites have reportedly caused damage to property and injuries to livestock and people. Large meteoroids 
may strike the ground with significant fraction of their cosmic velocity, leaving behind a hypervelocity impact crater. The kind of crater will depend on the size, composition, degree of fragmentation, and incoming angle of the impactor. The force of such collisions has the potential to cause widespread destruction. The most frequent hypervelocity catering events on the Earth are caused by iron meteoroids, which are most easily able to transit the atmosphere intact. Examples of craters caused by iron meteoroids include Beringer Meteor Crater, Odessa Meteor Crater, Wabaugh Craters, and Wolf Creek Crater. Iron meteorites are found in association with all these craters. In contrast, even relatively large stony or icy bodies like small comets or asteroids up to millions of tons are disrupted in the atmosphere and do not make impact craters. Although such disruption events are uncommon, they can cause a considerable concussion to occur. The famed Tungunska event probably resulted from such an incident. Very large stony objects hundreds of meters in diameter or more, weighing tens of millions of tons or more, can reach the surface and cause large craters, but are very, very rare. Such events are generally so energetic that the impactor is completely destroyed, leaving no meteorites. The first example of a stony meteorite found in association with a large impact crater, the Moroquang Crater in South Africa, was reported in May 2006. Several phenomena are well documented during witnessed meteorite falls, too small to produce hypervelocity craters. The fireball that occurs as the meteoroid passes through the atmosphere can appear to be very bright, rivaling the sun in intensity, although most are far dimmer and may not even be noticed during the daytime. Various colors have been recorded, including yellow, green, and red. Flashes and bursts of light can occur as the object breaks up. Explosions, detonations, and rumblings are often heard during meteor falls, which can be caused by sonic booms as well as shock waves resulting from major fragment events. These sounds can be heard over wide areas up to many a thousand of square kilometers. Whistling and hissing sounds are also sometimes heard, but are poorly understood. 
following passage of the fireball. It is not unusual for a dust trail to linger in the atmosphere for some time. As meteoroids are heated during atmospheric entry, their surface melt and experience ablation. They can be sculpted into various shapes during this process, sometimes resulting in deep thumbprint-like indentations on their surface called regmaglyphs. If the meteoroid maintains a fixed orientation for some time without tumbling, it may develop a conical nose cone or heat shield shape. As it decelerates, eventually the molten surface layer solidifies into a thin fusion crust, which on most meteorites is black. On some oncrodites, the fusion crust may be very lightly colored. On stony meteorites, the heat affected zone is at most a few millimeters deep. In iron meteorites, which are more thermally conductive, the structure of the metal may be affected by heat up to one centimeter below the surface. Meteorites are sometimes reported to be warm to the touch when they land, but they are never hot. Reports, however, vary greatly, with some meteorites being reported as burning hot to the touch upon landing, and others forming a frost upon their surface. Meteoroids that experience disruption in the atmosphere may fall as meteorite showers, which can range from only a few up to thousands of separate individuals. The area over which a meteorite shower falls is known as its strewn field. Strewn fields are commonly elliptical in shape, with the major axis pulled in the direction of flight. In most cases, the largest meteorites in a shower are found furthest downrange in the strewn field. Most meteorites are stony meteorites, classed as chondrites and achondrites. Only about 6% of meteorites are iron meteorites or a blend of rock and metal. The stony iron meteorites, modern classification of meteorites is complex. About 86% of the meteorites that fall on Earth are chondrites, which are named for the small round particles they contain. These particles, or chondrules, are composed mostly of silicate minerals that appear to have been melted 
while they were free-floating objects in space. Certain types of chondrites also contain small amounts of organic matter, including amino acids and presolar grains. Chondrites are typically about 4.55 billion years old and are thought to represent material from the asteroid belt that never formed into large bodies. Like comets, chondritic asteroids are some of the oldest and most primitive material in the solar system. Chondrites are often considered to be the building blocks of planets. About 8% of the meteorites that fall on Earth are achondrites, meaning they do not contain chondrules, some of which are similar to terrestrial mafic igneous rock. Most achondrites are also ancient rocks and are thought to represent crustal material of asteroids. One large family of achondrites, the head meteorites, may have originated on the asteroid 4 Vesta. Others derive from different asteroids. Two small groups of achondrites are special, as they are younger and do not appear to have come from the asteroid belt. One of these groups comes from the moon and includes rocks similar to those brought back to Earth by Apollo and Luna programs. The other group is almost certainly from Mars and are the only materials from other planets ever recovered by man. About 5% of meteorites that fall are iron meteorites with ingrowth of iron-nickel alloys such as camasite and taenite. Most meteorites are thought to come from the core of a number of asteroids that were once molten. As on Earth, the denser metal separated from the silicate material and sank towards the center of the asteroid, forming a core. After the asteroid solidified, it broke up in a collision with another asteroid. Due to the low abundance of iron in the collection areas, such as Antarctica, where most of the meteoric material that has fallen can be recovered, it is possible that the actual percentage of iron meteorite falls is lower than 5%. Stony iron meteorites constitute the remaining 1%. They are a mixture of nickel, iron, metal, and silicate materials. One type, called palisites, is thought to have originated in the boundary zone above the core regions where iron meteorites originated. The other major type of stony iron meteorites is the mesosiderites. 
Tektites, from the Greek word tektos, meaning molten, are not themselves meteorites, but are rather natural glass objects up to a few centimeters in size, which were formed, according to most scientists, by the impacts of large meteorites on Earth's surface. Most meteorite falls are recovered on the basis of eyewitness accounts of the fireball or the actual impact of the object on the ground or both. Therefore, despite the fact that meteorites actually fall within virtually equal probability everywhere on Earth, verified meteorite falls tend to be concentrated in areas with high human population densities, such as Europe, Japan, and Northern India. A small number of meteorite falls have been observed with automated cameras and recovered following calculations of the impact point. The first of these was a meteorite that fell in the Czech Republic. In this case, two cameras used to photograph meteors captured the images of the fireball. The images were used both to determine the location of the stones on the ground and more significantly to calculate for the first time an accurate orbit for the recovered meteorite. Following this, other nations established automatic observing programs aimed at studying infalling meteorites. One of these was the Prairie Network, operated by the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observa Observatory from 1963 to 1975 in the Midwest U.S. This program also observed a meteorite fall the last city chondrite, allowing its recovery and calculations of its orbit. Another program in Canada, the Meteorite Observation and Recovery Program, ran from 1971 to 1985. It too recovered only one meteorite, Innisfree, in 1977. Until the 20th century, only a few hundred meteorite finds have ever been discovered. Over 80% of these were iron and stony iron meteorites, which are easily distinguished from local rocks. To this day, few stony meteorites are reported each year that can be considered to be accidental finds. The reason there are now over 300,000 meteorite finds in the world's collection started with the discovery by Harvey H. Nininger that meteorites are much more common on the surface of the earth than previously thought. Nininger's strategy 
was to search for meteorites in the Great Plains of the United States, where the land was largely cultivated and the soil contained few rocks. Between the late 1920s and the 1950s, he traveled across the region, educating local people about what meteorites look like and what to do if they thought they had found one. For example, in the course of clearing a field, the result was the discovery of over 200 new meteorites, mostly stony types. In the late 1960s, Roosevelt County, New Mexico, in the Great Plains, was found to be a particularly good place to find meteorites. After the discovery of a few meteorites in 1967, a public awareness campaign resulted in the finding of nearly 100 new specimens in the next few years, with many being by a single person, Mr. Ivan Wilson. Under the structures were revealed that were interpreted as remains in the forms of fossils of bacteria-like life forms. A few meteorites were found in Antarctica between 1912 and 1964. In 1969, the 10th Japanese Antarctic Research Expedition found nine meteorites on a blue ice field near the Yamamoto Mountains. With this discovery came the realization that movement of ice sheets might act to concentrate meteorites in certain areas. After a dozen other specimens were found in the same place in 1973, a Japanese expedition was launched in 1974 dedicated to search for meteorites. This team recovered nearly 700 meteorites. Shortly thereafter, the United States began its own program to search for Antarctic meteorites operating along the Trans-Antarctic Mountains on the other side of the continent. The Antarctic Search for Meteorites program. European teams, starting with a consortium called Euromet in the late 1980s and continuing with a program by the Italian program of Antarctica, have also conducted systematic research for Antarctic meteorites. The Antarctic Scientific Exploration of China has conducted several successful meteorite searches since 2000. A Korean program was launched in 20 in the year 2007 and has collected a few meteorites. The combined efforts of all these expeditions have produced more than 23,000 classified meteorite specimens since 1974, with thousands more that have yet not been classified.
your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.